You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. Whip! What up, mi gente? This is your boy, Al Mega. Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders Podcast, mi gente. Today, we're talking some comic book goodness we're going to talk about a dope project with eight days to go right now on kickstarter we got the brains behind this project i mean he is a materials engineer but that's the boring side of the life we're here to talk about <laughs> comic books man because he's an ill comic book creator comic book writer he's had some kick-ass kickstarters all right you know get them done you know he got this one right here again eight days to go folks you're gonna learn all about the awesomeness of this particular character from the man himself, the future legend and superstar, Mr. Kevin Doyle. Wepa, how you doing? Thank you. Thank you very much. Very glad to be here. <laughs> yeah, brother. Let, we're going to kick ass, brother, because right. we were supposed to have this chat last yeah. week, folks, but technology, you know, didn't want to play nice with us. You would think that we were from Krypton, right? The computers oh, just yeah, weren't, yeah. weren't, weren't agreeing, right? Too bad typewriters yep. that, you know, they can't connect electronically. That's the thing. Technology <laughs> solves so many problems and creates so many more. <laughs> yes, they do. And we got, you know, talk about problem solvers. We got somebody that thinks he's a problem solver in your current project that we're going to be talking about. And, and Carlos Colari, I can't wait to get into this <laughs> attorney of law. We're going to talk about this, folks. It's going to be some funny shit. But before we get that, you know what it is. We need the origin story. So, Mr. Doyle, let us know where you, where you from, where you're at, and what was your first taste of pop culture fandom? All right. Um, well, I'd say for pop culture, like I grew up um, in the 90s with, I think, really a lot of like the DC animated shows, you know, Batman, the animated series, Superman, Justice League. That was my real getting into pop culture. I mean, well, before that, I also got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, obviously. Your standard child of the 80s and 90s package. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, always loved comic books, uh, the comic book media. Uh, then when I was, uh, you know, went to college and then in grad school, I started getting ideas for comic books that just wouldn't go away. So I started writing them. And then like 10 or 12 years later, I'm finally making them. Wow. There you yeah. go. Look at that. And when did you grow up at? Uh, where did it grow? Yeah, where did you grow up? Uh, yeah, Houston. Yeah, Houston, Houston. Texas. So you never left Houston, grew up, and still there? Uh, no. So after um, so I went to I went to grad school. I I got a job at a lab in D.C. Uh, spent there for a few years, and now I'm in California working uh for uh Raytheon. You know, just oh, your standard cool. okay. uh, little cog in the military industrial complex. <laughs> Yes, I know of Raytheon. Uh, I'm, I work in technology for my day job. So, yes, that's a name that does come up. <laughs> Very familiar. So, good stuff. All right. So, look at this. so he's the geek. He, he's doing all this. So, what about you growing up then? How was that like? Were you a lone wolf in your fandom? Did you have a crew of kids that were down with you? Or were you a shy nerd like, like most of us were in that era? So, I was like... You know, of course, I had my small crew of geeks. We always hang out together, you know, middle school, high school. So I was kind of like, actually, in high school, I was a theater kid. Oh. So, like, I was <laughs> always shy, except then I'd get a performance, and then I'd, you know, 
perform that way. So all of a sudden, the shy kid blows up on stage. Like, hey, what the hell? Well, I had to pretend to not be shy. That was part of my character. Okay, so that's how you mind trick Jedi mind trick yourself. I'm not. Supposed I guess to be so. Shy. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So, what what was your early taste of comic books? That got you into it, and especially when it comes, you know, as a writer, most of you guys definitely fall in love with with certain creators. Like, ah, oh, this is this is <laughs> man right here, so or woman. So, what what did you uh, connect with growing up? Um, well, this may not be the most original choice, but really connected a lot with Alan Moore. You know, Watchmen, League yeah. of Extraordinary Gentlemen, uh, oh, also man. Sandman. You know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> And, and, and you know, R.I.P. to Kevin. You know, since yeah, you mentioned that, that 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 passed on today too. Mm-hmm. You know, a great partner to Alan Moore. You know, right. with the league, if you will, co-creator even. I mean, co-creator. Yeah, <sighs> we're losing too many of these, Kevin. This is why we gotta celebrate young youngins like you that are stepping into the game. You know, to to you know hand, handle those chores of, of these legends. So, you no, know, thank you, Kevin. Yeah, for, I mean, for, for being a creator. We won't reach their level, but we got to try. Yeah. <laughs> you never know that, hey, you got to manifest. You never yeah. know if you can or will. But, you know, the, the, the future is, is, is open. You never know. So, all right. So, so, uh, so talk about the comics. I mean, was there a shop around you when you, when you started finding stuff or was it? Oh, uh, yeah. There family? was, uh, well, yeah, grow up in Houston. There was a place called Third Planet, uh, okay. a store, you know, like your comics and gaming store. So I, I went there, you know, for, Browse the comics, uh, a lot of Magic the Gathering. That was kind of like my, you know, what I was into back okay. then. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I, I played Magic the Gathering, was a little too old to get into Pokemon. but uh, All right. Hey, you never saw it for Pokemon, bro. Well, now, nah, yeah, I, I should say. <laughs> that is true. You can always get into Pokemon. You got senior uh, citizens playing with the phone app. You know what I mean? Come on now. Uh, yeah, I caught him. What the hell are you talking about, Grandma? <laughs> yeah, yeah. My apologies. They're, so. they're cooler than us, right? Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> All no, right. No, no, I, I should say, yeah, I did. I was into the. I did get into the game, so I should say okay. that. But uh, yeah, I went there for like Magic: The Gathering, and uh, you know, browsing my comic books. You know, I was getting the Spider-Man and like Simpsons comics, actually, if you remember those. Oh hell yeah, from Bongo. Yeah, yeah from yeah. Bongo. That was good so that, stuff. Yeah, so that's how I was getting into it. And like I said, a lot of, like, all the Saturday morning cartoons from the 90s, like, you know, the X-Men, the old X-Men show, the 97 one that I guess is coming back now. And uh, also The Tick. The Tick was, like, a huge influence on me. Oh, hell yeah. The Tick is yeah. great. I've, I've met the creator of The Tick at Boston Cons that I, when, I, oh, when wow. I was out there. Uh, awesome <laughs> dude. And, you know, even Ian Nichols, which has been drawing a lot of uh, Tick stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yo, check is the man. Too bad that Amazon show. Uh, we need, we need more. What's going on? Yeah, I need <laughs> just more, more tick. That's yeah, yo. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. And author, come on. <laughs> and author, yes, Anna. <laughs> so, all right. So, when did you decide to get creative, though, in in, in all this madness? What made you take uh, take the creative leap, if you will? All right. Well, I didn't really start trying to create until I was in grad school. And if you're in grad school in tech, you spend a lot of time staring at dots appearing on a screen. <laughs> and so, um, well, I was in there as kind of, well, I watched the dots appear on the screen. I was also like surfing the web and like came across, uh, TV tropes 
which is like a really, you know, um, for those who don't know, TV Tropes is kind of a website that names all the different tropes in pop culture. And you can spend all many hours as they sort of analyze and list and deconstructs all the tropes you can find. Oh, really? And like, actually, it's kind of good for storytelling because you can see these sort of tropes and think, well, how would that mix? Like, what if I did that differently? So I got a few ideas off of there and um, they just wouldn't go away. I kept, you know, thinking, coming back to it, thinking about it, like, and gradually the stories would form. Uh, Then a little later, I finally started looking around to see um, how I can actually make those. Can't draw at all. Uh, my, my artistic ability peaked with stick figures. So, <laughs> you and um, me both, bro. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, but so I started working on how to write scripts. Uh, I actually came across an online workshop, Comics Experience. Oh, so, great spot. Yes, I yeah. know them very well. A lot, a, lot, a lot of great guys have come out of there. And yeah. They... Yeah, they got some, uh, you know, get offer courses and they had like an online forum. You could post your stuff and get the critique. Which is what you really need is you, um, you know, I, I would write something and show it to my friends and they'd all say how wonderful it is. But, you know, Doesn't you, you can't you trust want. your friends. You, you, you got to you gotta find people who hate you and say, here's my script. <laughs> <laughs> this is trash. Here's your chance to hurt me. The yeah. fuck out of here, right? Yeah, exactly. Is, but, but, but tell me it's trash constructively, please. What's trash <laughs> about it so I can fix it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know exactly. what I mean? I understand that, Kevin. I mean, that, that that's why real friends are mm-hmm. honest even if it's right. gonna hurt you say listen you know don't even give me a warning this may offend you just just <laughs> if i give you something i'm asking for your brutal honestly honest opinion so don't be right. like i'm sorry for what i'm about to say because then you're gonna anger me there <laughs> <laughs> just, just tell me what's what's wrong with it in your opinion i dig that do you have yeah. that in your life though honestly I, you know like like none of your friends were real with you uh, i got a few a few, okay, okay, okay. A salute to those. <laughs> yeah, a few of those, but like I said, I think it's easier with, um, Strange. you know, in like the forums, like the workshop, where it's like you got a bunch of people who are all trying to get better, and they don't have the personal connection, so they can be more honest with you. And they've actually got a few comic pros on the forums who'll give like a pro critique. So that's okay, it. okay, okay. That's- excellent, excellent. So, how did you feel when you started getting that critique? How were you taking it? And um, yeah, well, you have to get that period where like, you know, when you don't know what you're doing and you write something that you think is wonderful, then someone with like an actual pro comes and critiques and it's like, you have to learn to get over yourself and okay. like, yeah. <laughs> but then, you know, also, the, but the, then the, good, the good critiquers will also say, well, here's some stuff that's good about it. Maybe if you focus on that. And so then you just keep oh, okay. shake it off and then do your next draft. There you go. There you go. Or, or sometimes and, abandon the project. That you have. Sometimes you have to do that too. So, what was that learning curve like for you? Then was it something that was it difficult for you? You know, in stepping, trying to step into this room, was it an easy process? Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of difficult to work myself up to that. But once you know, take the plunge, then you just adapt quickly. I mean, it's always scarier. It, it seems scarier before you actually do it. At least for yes. me, yeah. Understood, understood. So when did you take the plunge to finally actually say, okay, I want to make something and put it out there? Okay. When did that happen? How did it happen? And what steps did you take to even, you know, try to bring it to fruition? And I use the words try, he's going to tell you why. Right, yes. 
Well, actually, so I think, you know, Carlos Scolari, this script was the first one of my scripts that I thought was good enough to actually try and find an artist and get it illustrated. Okay. Uh, so I took the plunge. I um, found some artists on DeviantArt, and we tried to put together a pitch package, which that was the first my first time pitching it, so obviously the pitch packages were crap too. But, uh, <laughs> You're not much of a hustler, I, I gather. You're not much of a street hustler. Like, yeah, yeah, what up, baby? Check out this. <laughs> so... Um, so that time, so no, I didn't get any publisher attached. I talked with the artist about maybe trying to do it self-publishing, but he wasn't really interested. He was getting a better offer, and I couldn't really blame him for dropping me. Then uh, uh, I tried another artist who took some of my money, delivered really – like the, the artwork on their online portfolio was nowhere near as good as the art they were delivering. Oh, damn. And after a few Ooh. pages, I kind of had to finally, okay, this isn't working. Drop. So that was another lesson. When something isn't working, you need to just walk away. Immediately. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, you're not going to get that money in time back. So. Oh, wow. And then uh, tried to do a couple more artists. Ba- basically, uh, I would try an artist, get a few pages done, but something would fall apart. Like one of them, like he injured his hand and like couldn't really draw anymore and the which, yeah, that really sucks. Um, oh, wow. What so, is going on? So this was a struggle. <laughs> Jeez. It was a struggle. And like, actually, after like the, the fourth artist, I kind of like got fed up and quit comics at all for altogether for a while. Oh, wow. You but, uh, after shit. a few years getting over that, I mean, like, um, I also moving a couple times across the country, like, you know, rebuilding my life in another city. Okay. Uh, so, um, where I'm at now, Santa Barbara, they have a comic book store called Metro Comics and Entertainment. And they started doing a cre- like comic creators meetup. Or oh, like, cool. you know, people who are interested in making comics can meet up, like share tips and stories and all that stuff. Very cool. Uh, started going to that. That got me interested again. Uh, that's when I started coming up with the idea for a different series called The Ninja Scouts. Hey. Yeah, they're a... Um, like the Boy Scouts, but it's sort of like if uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was an after-school club that anyone could join. And so I actually started working on that, found a great artist, um, Martin Pushko, who's up in uh, Slovakia, actually. Uh, and we actually managed to, uh, we pitched it to Scout Comics, and they actually took it up for their Scoot imprint. Woo! Man, hello. Now, what lessons did you learn from the first time pitching to the yeah. second time pitching? Uh, well, the first time pitching is like, you need to keep it as short as possible. Cause, um, you need to like make an impact immediately. Cause yeah. maybe you, you have it like this grand sweeping epic. So I could, like, my first one, I wrote down, like, one entire full page, like, single-spaced about the entire (laughs) synopsis. And, like, yeah, that looking that, yeah, they they were just too busy. It was a scroll. They were just like, oh, my God, when are you going to (laughs) finish? Yeah, it's like, you know, obviously you should have that amount of detail in your head. But uh, they're not going to have time to read that. They have too many scripts to read. So if it's, like, this dense block, you need to, like, sell them in a couple sentences. Or they're just going to move on. Okay, so that was the biggest lesson yeah. taken into the second pitch. Yeah, and obviously, and actually, yeah, I pitched uh, Ninja Scouts to a couple companies that passed before finally found it in Scouts. So, Ooh, and like again, it's bad. like you always like keep reviewing, keep like putting out for feedback, that kind of stuff. 
There you go. You see the mission? Hell yeah, brother. So congrats for you. Look at that. So Thank that's you. your second project, and you already got published by an amazing independent publisher. So that's dope. So now, fast forward a bit. Now we have this baby that's live right yeah. now. All right. We're going to get in. I want to show off the Kickstarter and the video, if you don't mind, before we start really getting into this. So you could dive us into the, the Scolari verse over here and see <laughs> what in the world is going on. So, folks, you know, you know what it is with Mega, right? I mean, let me do the screen share real quick. Hold on. All right. You, you, you hold tight real quick. Oh, man. I, I, I think we're going to see Scolari in real life. <laughs> hey, check this out, folks. This is the project live right now. Hello, I am Kevin Doyle, and I am the creator of Carlos Scolari, Attorney at Law. Carlos Scolari is a four-issue superhero comedy miniseries, sort of in the same spirit as The Tick or She-Hulk, about an enterprising personal injury lawyer in a superhero universe. In this first issue, terrible accidents keep occurring at local labs' speculative technologies, with the victims going on super-powered rampages of revenge. Then Carlo approaches the latest would-be supervillain with another idea. Why not sue the lab? I am the writer of Carlos Scolari, as well as other books such as <laughs> Dr. Destructica and The Ninja Scouts, which is published by Scout Comics. Pencils are done by Mauricio Caballero, who was nominated for an Eisner Award for his work on the webcomic Hell. Inks are done by Lena Sanchez, colors by Fernando Caballero, and letters are done by Ringo Award nominee Justin Birch. For your generous support, you can receive either a digital or printed copy of the book. Other rewards include a Carlos Scolari poster, (laughs) buttons featuring the characters, and copies of my other books as well. You can also make an appearance in the comic book yourself. Send us a picture of you or the person of your choosing, and our artist will insert you into the comic and select panels. More rewards may become available if we need our stretch goals. Thank you again for taking the time to check out my project and for any support that you can provide. Please let me know if you have any questions, and I hope to see you again in a few months for issue number two. See you then. Woo! There you go. Look at that awesome team, everybody. (laughs) Right, you see that, folks? You see that right there, mi gente? That is at 89% of its goal, all right? <laughs> they need 25, that's 22, 28. 51 <laughs> backers, eight days to go. We got to make this happen, baby. So, 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 Kevin, the floor is yours. Please introduce us to this world that you've created with Carlos Scolari, attorney at law. <laughs> all right. In this world, we got a um, laboratory called Speculative Technologies that are known for two things. Their groundbreaking, cutting-edge scientific research and their huge frequency of lab accidents. So like every other week, a horrible lab accident happens that like horribly disfigures the victim, making them enraging them. So they go on this super-powered rampage of revenge till they're stopped by the local superhero Excelsius. You know, he flies in with the super strength saves the day Excelsior. and then the uh you know the lab accident victims turn supervillain has to go off to jail but uh one day we got also in this universe we have Carlos Scolari he is a struggling lawyer trying to figure out how to make his law practice work he's like behind on his rent he can't pay his secretary who is also his mother 
So he's looking for that one big break. And then he finally, he's watching the latest, uh, the the news reports of the latest fight. And he's like, how often is that lab going to cause accidents? I mean, aren't they responsible? That gives him the idea. So he breaks, uh, breaks into the facility and convinces the latest lab accident victim to, you know, instead of going on a rampage or revenge, file a lawsuit for negligence. Ooh. And uh, that's kind of where the first issue ends. And then um, there's going to be three more to tell the complete story. You know what? I, uh, if, if superheroes were in real life, New York lawyers would have been the first ones all over that shit. Yeah, that's what I figure. Because, <laughs> so um, well, like I said, I, I'm... I'm a materials engineer, so I work in a lab. So, um, which uh, means I, of course, learn all of the, you know, I work with chemicals, I work with high voltage equipment. And so there are all sorts of safety guidelines and procedures and OSHA protocols that I have to follow. So, uh, when I look at, uh, you know, when I watch a superhero movies, like a lot of the Spider-Man movie, like really all Spider-Man villains, <laughs> it's like, you know, if you just put a circuit breaker in there, you know, like, where, where's <laughs> Where's your the villains are not OSHA compliant. These yeah, guys. This is, this That's is why they fuck they, up. They are not OSHA compliant at all. <laughs> it's like one or two audits, and this would all been avoided. So. Oh man, that's what you should do. At the end of the movie. Hi, I'm an engineer, folks, and this is what would have prevented this from all happening. No. <laughs> no. no, of course. Then I guess you wouldn't have a story, but you know, <laughs> hilarious. I, I, I dig it, bro, because it's 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 beautiful art. It's fun. I mean, here goes an example here. Yeah. Of what's pop. Oh man, look at this team you created. It looks so animated. Um, I could see this as a cartoon and, or as we spoke about in the green room, this is what we need. When they do sitcoms, TV shows, they need to stop trying to pitch from the comic books. Make it fun. This yeah. is a fucking prime example of something I think would be a hit on TV, <laughs> yo. Just the humor behind it. Everything, everything, whether animated or live action. Yeah, you know, honestly, I wasn't really planning to do, to revive my Carlos Scolari script, but then I came across Mauricio's, uh, he, Mauricio put an ad out on a Facebook group, you know, connecting comic writers and artists, mm-hmm. and I saw his artwork, and it was like, okay, this is just too perfect. I, I need to jump on this. <laughs> I need this. Carlo, you're coming back. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, bro. So, so what was that pitch like now? Because now you have to pitch to him. Right. So, so what was that pitch like? Uh, yeah. Well, he he had posted in his um Facebook ad that he was looking for work. So you know, I I instant messaged him. You know, I showed him my website. Uh, sort of like gave him what work I'd done. He sent me his website where he had, he has an art station profile with all the work that he'd done. Kind of looked it over and then said, "Yeah, we're both interested." And then started negotiating a page rate and said like, will you commit to four issues of Carlos Scolari? And we worked out a deal and started uh, going from there. How did you even learn how to work out deals with these guys? Huh? Um, (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's another skill you kind of have to learn. So when I first started going into this, um, I thought, well, all I have to do is be a good writer. No, you also have to become a good business manager to like set up a budget and stick to it, which mm. I'm not the best at. As and I told, course- nothing threw up, but I'm trying to see. I've spoken to entrepreneurs before, like motivational speakers, and they talk about, you know, when coming onto my show, oh, but you guys do comics. Like, what can I offer comic people? <laughs> I'm like, dude, 
creators are entrepreneurs. <laughs> I mean, this they need all business. the help they could get. It's, it, thank you, Kevin, for <laughs> for even thinking about it in that way. Not many uh, creators think about it uh, like hmm. saying how you're saying this is a business. Yes, you know what I mean. But you gotta be, you gotta be on it. You gotta be serious. This is this is more than just Kevin Doyle. <laughs> yeah, you gotta stick to a budget. And what I've kind of learned once I finally got a comic published, I thought, well, once you're published, you're in. That is also false because you can have <laughs> the best book, but if nobody knows about it, or nobody hears about it, no one's going to read it. So now I'm having to learn how to market it, how to get on, like, you know, sell it on Twitter and Instagram. And um, actually, I I think I need to go uh, start setting up a TikTok page because now yeah, that's you got to. Is. Doesn't yeah. mean that you got to dance, but you know, I've I have a lot of comic book communities there. They basically yeah, do just uh, like any bro, other, just introduce their shit, bro. You do it. Brother, anything with your name, anything that's out there, put your name on that baby, kiddo. A yeah. hundred. Even if you don't dance, don't matter. Maybe you should do a scholarly dance. Hey, do something. <laughs> yeah, I can. Well, I mean, as long as they don't need it to be good, you know, I, I can do my awkward <laughs> white guy shuffle. You know, that's my. <laughs> <laughs> hey, right, but you gotta throw in making it rain because the lawyer. Make it rain, yeah. <laughs> I, I I love the energy, man. Talk about building this team too. I mean, so you you find money. What about the colorist, the anchor, the letterers? I mean, because this is an overall gorgeous book. I mean, folks, look at look at this. Look. Yeah, well, actually, uh, Mauricio kind of had, um, you know, he he's kind of like the lead on this team, but he has like a friend who is uh, inker. And actually, ah. the the colorist is his brother Fernando. So he kind of came as preassembled with the team, and then once I got them, I started again looking on the Facebook group. Like, um, so I've had the best luck so far with the Facebook group connecting comic artists and writers because they'll post nice. if you're looking for work, they'll post ads there. And so I found Justin for uh, to work as a letterer, and you know worked out a deal with him, and it's all been working out really great. Woo! Look at you with this old team, and again, a gorgeous book, folks. I mean, look at this. Look at look at look at this thing. What the yeah. hell? I mean, the imagination is wow with these, and this is one. This is definitely in the beginning, but folks, it, it's it's a whole dope ass like infomercial. It's funny. I'm like, hey, see si habla español, and it's se habla, <laughs> so it should have been se. Yeah. But yeah, but it's funny. See si habla español, like yes, yeah. we speak Spanish. I love it. <laughs> this is great. Just like a New York commercial. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this, yo. This is great because this made me feel like I was reading the Hulk a bit and what was going on there. And this guy was such a douche. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and things and things happen. Yeah. And there goes that amazing team. Wepa. <laughs> Spectac. Uh, yeah. Love it. Yeah, speculators are going to drive crazy over this because this is going to be the next big thing. This <laughs> is how uh, apparently... Uh, New people that get affected start showing up out of nowhere. Yeah. Love it. Look at this. Look at those colors, bro. Yeah. Well, I mean, where the hell were you digging, bro, for real? Because your imagination is buck, bro, especially with the looks, the yeah. the ideas, the concepts of the powers. I mean, where were mm-hmm. you digging, bro? Was this a dream, bro? Uh <laughs> I think a lot of it is probably just thinking of the tick and like all the different, the creativity he had there, like the, okay. the offbeat powers that everyone had. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bro, cause this is great and it's a good, and it's funny. Yeah. That's another thing about it. Cause Do- Kevin, Mr. Doyle, you have outdone yourself here. Cause I, I found myself chuckling a, a lot 
You know, you, it, it, this is a type of book that it, it's a fun book. It's a superhero book, but not really. You know, you got that, 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 that. If you love Law and Order type shit, this, this yeah. is you too. You know, with, with obviously humor in it. And it's just fantastic. Um, I, I can't state enough how much I really do love this book and how funny it is. And that, and there goes that moment. Haven't yeah. you had that look in your face at one point in your lives, guys? Yeah. Huh? Like, oh shit, wait a minute. <laughs> I love, is that how you look when you said, holy shit, Mauricio is available. I'm doing my book. Uh, yeah, that was kind of a, <laughs> as I looked at the artwork and how great it was, just, you know, the eyes widen and it's like, yeah, I got to do this. <laughs> and, and look at this book, beautiful book, you know, a whole huge cast of characters. I mean, are any of these characters inspired by any true life people in your life? Um, well, the, I think the scientist, Tim, he, he uh, who screws everything up. Well, he, he was a. Uh, I worked with a postdoc that I did not get along with. I mean, he he wasn't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not that he was like causing accidents, but it's like I just didn't like. Him, so. I got you. he had the bad vibe. And that's how you yeah. saw him, and that's that. Awesome. Yeah. But again, you have this whole awesome cast of characters, amazing creators, <laughs> you know, right there doing their thing, you know, from all over. <laughs> all right, and now this is what we gotta talk about. This is very simple, folks. You gotta start pl- pledging ten dollars without a reward because you got ten dollars to spare and you love indie. <laughs> right? Do that. But of course, when we start getting into the goods, baby, here we are. Digital edition starting at five bucks. <laughs> All right. Then we got the six dollars. You get a PDF uh, of the Scholari at Law, and then you also get a poster. Digital download, folks. Digital. Yeah. All right. Now, yep. when you start wanting some print, now we get $12 right here. Let me tell you, this is so worth it, yo. Such a great book. Book Collector. Holy shit, for $25, you could get four print copies <laughs> of books. Holy shit, bro. When did you come up with that? That's one of the best deals I've seen in a while. Um. Well, yeah, this at this point, it. I've got, uh, you know, this is the first one of, Scolari, obviously, but I have two books of Ninja Scouts printed. I also have a, a book I made and sort of self-published. So that, um, so that was the kick, my first Kickstarter that failed, but I liked the, I liked the story, so I went ahead with it anyway. Um, <laughs> called Doctor Destructica. So it's about a um, friendly mad scientist who teaches um, a bullied child the joys of revenge. Oh, I and, love it! Yeah. <laughs> yes. And just as, I guess, a challenge, I, um, so it's not really a comic book. It's more of like a, an old style picture book and it's written in a Sioux style verse. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, awesome. And that didn't fund? No. It's all right. They're going to fall in love after the fact and kick themselves in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you worry. Look yeah. at this. For 80 bucks, you'll get a single cameo. In the book. If you ever wanted to be in a book, right? Yeah. yeah, there's one of those left. Basically, you send in a picture of you or you know whoever you're buying the cameo for, and our art team will put you into the back into uh, one of the panels of the comic. And yo, for real, with the holidays coming up, <laughs> I know that you have geeks in your life. <laughs> I bet you none of those geeks could say that they have an appearance 
any comic book. This is a, listen, ladies, gentlemen, this is a great gift <laughs> for, for the comic geek in your life. And I mean, at 80 bucks, that's pretty awesome because hundreds, if not thousands of people are going to see this. It's going to be fire. I, oh, well, the early bird is all gone. These are all yeah. rewards are no longer available. And he ran out quick. <laughs> Holy shit. Double cameo even. Look at that. Where you die twice in a book. Wonderful. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this is great. You know, you, you, so what's up, man? I mean, how am I going to get, what are we waiting for to get these buttons and to get everything else? I want buttons, bro. <laughs> so how do we break into getting some buttons? What's going to happen for us to get buttons? What needs to happen? Uh, well, you can back the, uh, back the book and you can get those up to, uh, that's so I have eight different character buttons. You can buy up to all eight uh, on the as add-ons to your reward. Ooh, as an add-on, folks, you hear this shit? That's what <laughs> you need. That's the poster. Let me yeah. tell you, this is like a great subway poster. If you could have <laughs> somehow had a guerrilla marketing campaign and taken over New York subway and just put one of these up, yeah, in every other station, <laughs> that's would have been fun. I mean, look at those gorgeous books that he's created right there. Epa, what? Ooh. Man, you really do though. You could tell that you were inspired by cartoons, bro. Though. Yeah. I mean, because with the artists that you choose, <laughs> it's very obvious. Like, okay, yeah, you really grew up in the cartoon era. Yeah. Because as much as I love my cartoons, I was still a big comic book kid, you know. <laughs> but you know, then the cartoons started getting awesomer, <laughs> if you will. Yeah, because that whole Tim verse shit, I was on just like you, bro. Oh, that Tim verse was like and mine. It, yeah, and I was an older teenager then, and, you know, and I and I had to hide that. Like, oh, what are you going up for? I've got to eat, yo. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> I was watching my my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. I love my nerd though. I mean, look, folks, right now, this is what's fire. We got to make these stretch goals happen. There's only eight days to go for this fire book, and he has like plans here. If at least three racks. Everyone gets a PDF. You'd be doing an Oprah Winfrey. Everybody gets a PDF, baby. Alright? You're gonna do Oprah. You know, 3500 everybody gets a digital copy of the book, a poster, and you know what else? A script. So, (laughs) I know that if you're heading into the journey of writing, to see an actual comic script goes a long way towards educating yourself on the hows. Yeah, if you look at the page, look at the script, you gotta see what your artist needs to know and What's just going to confuse him? I love that. That I think that's yeah. what made you do that because not many. I I maybe seen one other person do this. Mm-hmm. What made you decide on this? That's actually pretty cool. I like that. Well, I'm also like I'm like I said, this was the first script that I was really proud of and felt was good enough to actually be made into a comic. Okay. So I want to I guess show it off a little bit. Yeah. Nice. So check this out, folks. We get four racks in these eight days. We could make it happen. All right, the hot is the coming. Spend money on comics, support indie. So four racks, everybody gets a physical. Co- I'm telling you, he, he's gonna do the. With every time there's a new tier, he's doing an even greater Oprah impression, folks. Even bigger. All right, yeah. forty five hundred. Everybody gets a physical and a bookmark. Five racks. Everybody gets a physical and a copy of the second issue script. So you get a scoop already on the next arc in advance. And now that's pretty cool because what if they raise that, they read that script, fall in love with it. Now, will their ideas match what that is? I mean, they they have to get it just for that. Yeah, is it like it, I yeah. pictured? 
This is wonderful, bro. You got you got some dope stuff. So, um, again, eight days to go. So, where are we at with the book overall? The status of the book, the project itself. Is it ready to go? Does it need to go to printing? Where are we at? So that way, people that are listening, watching, know where that's at, so they could go ahead and pitch in and feel yeah. confident they're going to get their stuff on time. Yeah, the book is. Um, so as soon as we get, um, you know, the cameos put in. So like we we've got all the pages illustrated. We would just need to add like the cameos, and then it would be ready to go. And then we need to. Also, I list uh, everyone who backs it gets like a credit in the book. I have like a thank you page, Ooh. so then I need to get everyone's name added to the thank you page. Okay. And then uh, as soon as that's in, we send it to print. So I'm hoping to send it to print as soon as possible because in a few a couple weeks after the campaign ends, I'm hoping to take this to Los Angeles Comic Con. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Oh, look at that. You already answered one of my future questions. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I wanted to know. Um, of course, you know, what cons will you be doing? So you said LA Comic Con. Any others this year or is that the, the end of the, uh, con tour this year? Uh, so November 19th and 20th, um, I'm going Bakersfield Comic Con. Ooh. I mean, I won't have, uh, Carlos Scolari in hand at then, but I will have my other books. Oh yeah. Um, what booth? What booth? You know your booth number? Oh damn! I should know my booth number. But if you don't, don't you worry. You let me know. Uh, you know, DM me, message me, and I make sure that they, you know, I, I share it so people can go and visit you and pick up yeah. some of those ninja scouts and destruct. Oh. All right, we'll do. All right, so you got that one, Bakersville. Then you got what else? Yeah, then LA Comic Con December, and that's it for the year. Okay. But on January 24th, I'm doing Pasadena Comic Con. Ooh, already thinking and going into next year, kid. <laughs> Beautiful. What's up, bro? We're going to see you at SDCC then since you're, you know, you're on that side. That's the, that's the goal. Um, I know I tried to get in last year. Um, we'll, we'll see if I get in this year. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Oh my God. Registration just came up. You got to You're not getting those emails, bro. Bro, the registration well, just came I, up. Well, I know what I'm filling out tonight. <laughs> well, yes, right, right. As a matter of fact, right after this podcast, I need yeah, you to right. do that because I, I, I'm going. So I definitely right. want to know that you have a booth, so I could give you a high five in person. Don't you worry. I'll start screaming "Wepa" down your aisle. You know that I'm coming. Like a shark. All right. Well, good. Right, good. Hope to see you there. <laughs> All right, my brother. So, two things. First, thank you. Thank you so much, Kevin, for being brave and bold and sharing your vision and your story with us, you know, putting yourself out there creatively. You're a brave man. And thank you because you are awesome. I love this book very much. I had so much fun reading it. This is something that deserves several rereads because (laughs) you'll find different jokes throughout, you know, whether it's in the words or on the artistry. You know, great job to you and the team, man. Many blessings, kiddo. Yeah, and thank you so much for having me and like selling me better than I can probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, my ain't selling, man. When you got awesomeness, it's just talking about. I'm genuinely excited about this project. I love it. So when it comes now to advice, because you know here you are, you know you're doing your thing. You didn't let failure stop you once, and it, never again. And you've been succeeding since. So what type of uh, advice would you give somebody trying to step into the game now? Um, just. Start failing and keep failing until you figure out what's going wrong. (laughs) (laughs) 
fail and fail again. Because if you're if you're not failing at something, you're not you know you're not doing something. So, <laughs> listen, there's a lot of truth behind that. Um, because through those failures, you know, no matter what type of failure it is, you realize the mistakes that you mm-hmm. may have made if you are hopefully not oblivious to them, and, and you can correct that action immediately and definitely find a path to success. Kevin is a wonderful example. He didn't let his first time trying to put something out on Kickstarter deter him. You know, he kept going and he landed with a publisher on his second try. And this third try, I know he's going to get another publisher and this is going to be a show. I'm manifesting. <laughs> Let's make it happen, kiddo. Let's make it happen. All right? But folks, All right. very important. This is what we need you to do. I need you to visit this Kickstarter. The link is also below. Click away. Kickstarter, Carlos Colardi, Attorney Lord, number one. You're going to love this book. Show love and support to independent. I'm starting to see some other comic book sites all of a sudden. The bigger sites that were ignoring indie for so long. All of a sudden, oh, we want to help indie now. Oh, I wonder why. All of a sudden, hmm. right? I want it, it, It's weird. But you know what? Thank you. Because uh, people like Kevin could use all the press they could get to, to you know, share in these amazing <laughs> project so follow kevin on twitter and instagram yes i know i misspelled twitter it should be two t's i know <laughs> elon won't get mad i promise yeah so that's doyle w-r-i-t large all right it wouldn't be doyle right large but no yeah. e and right okay yeah, and that's doyle both on large, twitter yeah. and, and instagram and of course it's the same thing but dot com for his website so you could check out his website, see everything he's doing, what's popping. You could buy stuff there too, right, bro? Um, can we? So I'm I'm still figuring out the online store for that, but I've got a website for Ninja Scouts where you can buy Ninja Scout stuff there. Well, we need to buy Ninja Scouts. And look, Twitter, I spelled you right this time. Doyle Regards, <laughs> right? There you go. But the Kickstarter is what's important. Cause folks, yeah. let me tell you, you be thoroughly entertained. And again, great Christmas present. Because, you know, he still has one available to be drawn in. That is the geek's dream. If any ladies are listening or, or, or guys that your girl is a geek or, you know, whatever situation you guys are in. If you have a geek in your life, period, this is something they would love. And with this such a fun book, I, I, this would be so legit. So, you know, make sure to support amazing independent creators like Kevin and, and his dope squad. Thank you for tuning into the Comic Crusaders podcast, Miente. You know, the author tells you what to do, with the exception of, of course, Follow my extended family at UndercoverCave.com. This week, we got some a new No Prize podcast, an old-timers show, and more. Hasta la próxima, mi gente. Thank you, Kevin. All right. You thank rock, you. bro. Wepa! Later, mi gente. Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play.